0: How's it going, lovebirds? You are now listening to the podcast that brings you real relationship advice from real relationship experiences. I'm your host, Derek Brown Jr. And on today's episode, season number two, episode six, we are talking about how to approach parenting as a single father. And for my guest today, I have Garrett Glazer. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well, man. It's nice to be here. Yeah, man. I've been trying to book you. For like a year now. It's been a long time. <laughs> we had this conversation
1: sitting down, and you weren't even living in the house that you're living in now. So, definitely been a while. I'm, I'm really happy we're here.
0: Yeah, now I'm excited to have you on. And uh, if you don't mind, can you share with the Lovebirds a little bit about yourself, uh, what you got going on? I know you're working on something crazy with restaurants, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, Um. so right now, I do have a full time day
1: job. I work at Royal Neighbors of America. A oh, good spot to work, not stable, is for sure income, you know. So as a father, that's something you need, benefits mm-hmm. and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So I'm mm-hmm. um, working on that. But uh, also I got a little something in the works. I do some bartending and serving on the side. And from that, I've noticed some holes and efficiencies in restaurants and stuff. And I'm, I'm working on a little uh, app to... Fill in those holes, those right. gaps, right. and efficiencies, right? So, yeah, I right. got some stuff going on the side, some dreams that I'm trying to work on. You know? Okay.
0: Yeah. No. I I, I like the idea a lot. I know you don't want to share too much because we got some people out there that would, you know, steal the idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. No.
1: Got the non-disclosure
0: over audio. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, as we always do, I'm gonna go straight to the questions. Question number one: What has been your approach? to parenting as a single father? Um, like for me,
1: uh people are the nature versus nurture argument like comes into play and I'm I'm definitely I feel like I'm a balance of like both because I'll nurture him when like he's in pain or like sad or upset about something like legitimate, you mm-hmm. know? So for me my approach is, like, I need to let certain things happen. Like, as a as an example, um, I actually heard about this. I was listening to a different podcast, and I, I heard Neil deGrasse Tyson talking about how he went about parenting Oof. a little bit, okay? So, he's a little, like, radical for some people, and that's fine. It was Joe Rogan and, and, and Neil deGrasse Tyson, super popular podcast, you know? So, I was listening to that, and he... Uh, let his kid because he had observed him grabbing eggs out of the fridge and he kept telling him not to do it and we would go grab the egg out of his hand but one day he just let him keep carrying the egg and he walked and he dropped the egg on a hard floor and it broke and as a young kid you don't know that that's what the egg's gonna do it happened it's a little mess to clean up but like now they know so it's a little bit for me the same as where I'm going to let him have these experiences. Mm. You have to learn from, like, certain things, you know. So until you experience certain things, you don't know that, like, that can be the outcome for yourself or those around you. So I kind of let some things happen to an extent. For for me, um, personally, an example, like the, like the egg, dropping the egg and knowing that's going to happen. He wanted to, Griffin is my son's name. Uh, he's three years old. He's going to be four at the end of this month. Um, so super excited. I, he likes to jump on beds and couches as a lot of kids do, right? Mm-hmm. So one day he was on the couch jumping up and down and he wanted to jump off of the couch, not just on it. So he did it once and I was like, Griffin, please don't do that. You're going to hurt yourself. At least like put some cushions down. Well, he did it one more time jumped off and he was hurt okay so that's where the nurture comes in cause like he is in actual pain right but then that's when you explain hey buddy remember when I asked you you know to put some cushions down like at least like maybe a throw (laughs) pillow or two just so you have a small like landing zone that you might be able to hit the bigger the better um and he, he learned that way. So he was crying. I picked him up, you know, but you explain to him then, like, you mm-hmm. remember that. Yeah, Dad, I do. I do remember that. And he's really receptive to that. Sometimes I ask for, um, hey, Griffin, uh, it's like when when maybe he's upset about something, uh, they, they an interaction with another child maybe where he's not sharing something or he's being kind of, you know, there are socialization is really important so you want to make sure he's doing it correctly and not being like um, stingy or you know doing or saying things to anybody that is going to hurt them or even himself right so I, I try to just make sure that um, that he knows the right way to interact with people um, there are certain times that you don't need to be saying certain things that we may say Mm -hmm. back and forth like amongst ourselves when we're at home uh there are like he's really obsessed with um boys like like it's a little weird subject but he's a little boy and like poop and and farts like fascinate him like like just bodily functions, like, are so fascinating because they're, right. they're, Ew, gross, you know, and, and boys like that, like, he's definitely a boy, like, he'll run around right. in dirt, get super dirty, you know, <laughs> coming with a scrape on his knees, you know, like, where did that come from, dude, like, you got a new bruise today, I don't even know what, what happened, like, you're just playing, you know, so, um, yeah, I just try to make sure he knows the, the proper way to, like interact with people so he can we can like say and do some things at home that aren't appropriate say if we're at the dinner table with someone Mm. you know you can't be having like interactions with people you know bringing up bodily functions you know so it's (laughs) uh it's kind of just kind of figuring out what we need to do and say to build like uh A strong foundation for even, like, a basic, like, acquaintance at this point. He's, like, it's so crazy to me because it's all brand new. All these things are, like, so new to him. Whereas, you know, you don't even... We don't even think about this stuff. Like, talking to people and what we can and can't say and kind of, like, feeling out in this situation. He doesn't know that stuff and can't pick up on social cues and all that, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I need to make sure, like... It's a massive responsibility.
0: Welcome back to the Good Relationships Podcast. I'm going to go right back into question number two. And that is, what does co-parenting look like for you?
1: Um, Well, for me, uh, it's a little unique. Um, Griffin's mother lives in Colorado, so she is 12 hours away from us, um, which means with her as the primary custodian, he's there most of the time. Um so as much as like communication is a large part of like a co parenting relationship when y'all are in the same city and in a lot of situations nowadays, I know it's different. Like most people I talk to a lot of people where there's one parent or the other isn't in the picture for whatever reason and I've seen both sides of the coin literally mm-hmm. like I have a friend who's whose um kid's mother was unfit and it was proven in in court that she he was a more appropriate full-time God, custodian yeah, yeah, yeah. for this kid and the same thing obviously with a lot of single mothers out there where their 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 kid's father wants nothing to do with it at all so Communication is a large part of my co-parenting relationship. Um, I try to stay in contact with her about stuff, and even sometimes I'm like, making notes of certain things that might be like coming up for Griffin um, so I can ask about him if I need to clarify anything, um, especially with, with Griffin um, starting school. That's changed the custodial agreement a little bit, which we're going to just need to revisit that, you know, probably at some point, just amongst ourselves, you know, just talk it out and be like, this is a school schedule. This is what it's his breaks are, and this is what, like, obviously holidays, you can switch off on holidays, like the important ones. I had him this Thanksgiving. She will have him for his, uh, Christmas and his birthday, which is coincidentally the day after Christmas, and mm. then I pick him up shortly after for, for New Year's. So it's it's important for us to communicate a lot, um, and then um, FaceTime is is. It's a great thing, <laughs> but like I know for me like, my two primary love languages are quality time and physical touch. Now right. being twelve hours away from my son, like, oh like. That's hard. like, Because I don't, like, it's there, and, like, I love you, and I can see you, and, like, I want this time with you. So FaceTime has been super important. It's usually at least once a week um, if we have time for more. Sometimes it's more. Um, but it's different because, like, I don't really, like, receive love that way. So I still, like, I love you. I'm just yearning more for, for it sometimes to be completely honest with you. Like, um it, so it can be kind of difficult sometimes, um, you know, to to be like feeling all that stuff that parents normally feel. I'm more just like, I want that more because my primary love languages are that quality time that I do get to spend with him, which I cherish very much. Um, I, I ended up, I drove all the way to Colorado and back to go pick him up for this Thanksgiving because um, his mother's plans didn't allow... Or to be able to drive to Grand Island, Nebraska where we usually meet at which is exactly halfway mm-hmm. so um, drove there and back and, and actually did it the weekend after he was here for five days but I drove for 48 hours so just about half as long as he was here I was on the road man um, going Mm. to get him. But it's just so... It is important for me. Not only me, but, like, I have a whole family that Mm. showers him in love. Right. And that's, like, the key to all of it is to, like, make sure these relationships are strong between him and his grandma and his his cousin, Emma. They are, like, inseparable and they could be twins. We've had questions all the time. My twin sister had a daughter um, and her name is Emma Kay. And she and Griffin are just like attached at the hip it's 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 a really cool relationship to see it resembles brother and sister very much um because of the the way that they interact and sometimes make each other mad and stuff like that (laughs) so it's really interesting and jealousy can be a factor because like I'm MK's Mm -hmm. Bubba so she wants that affection for me too and like come on like, right. Come on. Come on kids like <laughs> you want you want to lay down and watch a movie like, sure, let's chill, you know, like all that. So, I have to give it to both of them and that's important. Um, but yeah, just the the most important thing, it just comes down to in, and that really applies to any relationship, but this one is just so much like more important in the grand scheme of things just in in my life specifically from my experience what my like reality is is I'm a dad like first before anything you know mm-hmm. so it's making sure I'm in contact and and trying to stay in the know about things um, and it's, it's things have been lost in translation a, a, a couple of times I mean in, in in three years to have like some bumps in the road it's gonna happen anyways you know where there's a miscue you know where maybe she showed up to Nebraska the weekend before he was supposed to be there and she thought we had touched base and she had like missed me for whatever reason. And she ended up there a week early. So we kind of finagled some things around and ended up, I still got my, my time with him and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, just trying to main maintain that, that contact, which, uh, can, uh, just be so difficult with two different schedules completely. I mean, we're right. even in two different time zones, so right, right. it's like, yeah, just to stay in contact and, and and be really open about what's going on and stuff. You know, I'm sure that can be like kind of exhausting, to You know, um, at at times, just cause like you know, I have you got the job and live in my own home, like that stuff doesn't take care of itself back there you know like if if no one's doing my laundry like right i don't have clothes <laughs> to wear like and i know nobody else is just going to show up in my house and start doing my laundry for me so right. you know if, if if i don't do it it doesn't get done so you have like real life stuff that takes place day to day and then i have to remember like yo like did you how long like and like and consciously, like think about it every day obviously but at least every couple of days to try and touch base and be like hey like everything's good like is is anything like new school wise or like extracurriculars now we're getting into that like well the reason I drove part of the reason I drove all the way to Colorado to go get him uh was he had his last basketball game of the season. So I wanted to surprise him. So he didn't know I was gonna be there and I showed up. That was really really cool for, for me mm-hmm. and for and for him a really good memory. So um yeah. Like things get they they can get very exhausting where, you know, you just have real life stuff and sometimes you get so caught up where I just have a day where you're just busy like doing stuff until you your head hits the pillow, you know? Mm-hmm. So especially with you know, everything I'm, I'm trying to get going in my professional life and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. definitely mm. can can get sort of exhausting. But it's it's worth it because you see the smile on his face. You hear him laugh, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all you, these, like, positive experiences And you, and you only get,
0: like, so many years of them when they're younger like that. So.
1: Oh, it's so, like, pure and innocent <laughs> and, and just kind of, you know, just where they can actually like still make up stories like off the top of their head about stuff like just on knowledge that they just take in day to day through through like play because there's a lot of education through play with with kids you know like one to five it's really easy to incorporate learning into something that feels like play so mm-hmm. the, um, yeah like all this knowledge they're just so innocent and, and, and pure and, and stuff and
0: speaking of knowledge I know that you were telling me earlier about how not just techniques but just like electronics and mm-hmm. so I was wondering what does it look like as a, a father in 2019 <laughs> and you know that what what relationship does electronics play with your relationship with Griffin? Um. So
1: for technology my stance on it is like in my childhood and stuff like We were right in between, right? Like technology started taking off. We Mm got the internet, Y2K. Like we survived Y2K. (laughs) It was like a big deal, you know? Like (laughs) it's so funny. Um, Like we survived that. Apple became a thing and just started innovating and innovating and innovating. And everyone else had to, you know, catch up and compete. And now it just moves at a mile a minute. So it's different because we weren't exposed to that until, I mean, I don't know when you had your first cell phone. I think I was in like sixth Sixth grade grade. (laughs) and I shared it with my sisters. Actually my first self, I had the prepaid joint. Mm
0: -hmm. It was great. (laughs) Exactly.
1: And I had to share it with my two sisters. So we had to, you know, like earn minutes on the phone, you know? So, um, uh, yeah, but him like technology is such an integral part of everyday life already. So he's going to need to know how to use it. Mm. I personally, like, I don't know when exactly she started using it, but it's, it's the way that we're like implementing technology. Um, I think some of the kids that are right now, like in their teen years, um, a lot of them grew up and Facebook was a thing. So the socialization like is different, like their social interactions are so different and you can tell when someone's like a little bit younger than you, I mean, I'm going to be. 27 next year so i can sit here i mean like and we're just talking you know i can just have conversations like this off the top of the head and like you either can't keep their attention because of the constant like stimulation that they get from like a facebook notification or something like that like instant gratification or whatever so it's the way that things are being like implemented into like your life so for griffin i allow him to use technology for certain things Mm. there are a lot of like learning softwares and stuff and programs that you can download on like iPads and stuff and that's the only stuff that's on there for him is like things that he can learn with but it is a legitimate learning tool like letter identification like count anything like elementary like pre-k all the way up and, and really early childhood education and it's it's kind of important sometimes to do that because, like, I can put him on an iPad for a learning app, right? And go take a shower because that's gonna keep his attention to be like, hey, yo, stay here. You're gonna do some learning. I'm gonna go shower really fast, and then five minutes shower, whatever, you know, just as fast as I can. Shower, get back out, and make sure like he's all good. But um, usually, when I hop down and and get dressed a little bit. I just have him come in there so I can see him and make sure he's doing it while I finish getting ready and stuff. So, um, It's something that is going to be in his life no matter what. He's going to have to know how to use certain things um, and he's getting some of that and that'll be a regular part of his education because he'll just be provided certain things and devices Mm -hmm. and stuff in Mm -hmm. school as a learning tool. So if I'm utilizing it that way for now until he can... You know, make his own Facebook account or, you know, any social media interactions that he wants to have when he gets to that age. And then that's just the way that, like, they're going to do those things is through technology. Um, then he can just use it at his own disposal. You well, know? I mean, it's, it's not it going anywhere. Exactly, exactly. And it's only going to move forward. So, yeah, I, I mean...
0: we got 5G, everyone's <laughs> talking about. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, Tesla. All that stuff. That it'll be normalized, you know? I mean, you cars. even have, like, the, the, um, like, what is that? Like, the Amazon Alexa with the screens. You can video chat your family from that. Like, just making mm. calls off of that stuff. It's like, you can already do that stuff. That's essentially, like, virtual reality. Mm. Like, to some extent, right? Because, Through a screen and you know you're in it, right? So it's kind of
0: weird to think about that stuff. uh I don't, I don't try to question it too much. No, but like (laughs) it is kind of interesting to go from, I mean, just from our, um, our generation because we, like you said, we grew into technology. Yes, exactly. For us to notice like the change, like like you said, holy crap! that's it's
1: massive. Like, dude, I remember we couldn't even. You gotta dial up internet, dog.
0: (laughs) I can see. I remember. FaceTiming somebody for the first time, I'm like, whoa! Like, yes, dude, it's <laughs> kind like, like, crazy, right? Like, that's crazy, mm-hmm. but I mean, like you said, it's not going anywhere. It's not going so anywhere. That's... The fact, the fact that we're recording right now, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but yeah. Anyways, <clears throat> question number four. So I, I was asking you a little bit about techniques, and what did you mean by techniques, and what kind of techniques? Do you feel like it would be worth sharing with the lovebirds? Um, well, like, I think I sort of described it
1: already where, you know, you have to let kids experience some things. You can guard them from like things that are really going to, to hurt them uh, emotionally or physically. Um, but don't. For me it's it's not restricting too much. Mm. Like, there is a boundary. You're gonna know when you cross it because, you know, it's gonna get serious. And that's when I ask him, Ah, uh, it's like we need to have a serious conversation. Right. Like, did you uh, example, right? He he's playing with something and then he goes to grab something, maybe even at a friend's house, and goes to grab something he's not supposed to grab. And mm. I tell him no. And he walks away and then he tries to go get it again. You know, after that and then sometimes, like, temper tantrums still happen a little bit, you know? It's like so dramatic, you know, to tell me no and take something away from me that you had already told me no, like, three times about. Um, that's when I, like, sit him down and, I'm like, Griffin, we gotta sit down, you know? Daddy needs to talk to you. And then I ask him for eyes and, like, and I start asking him questions about the something that just happened, right? Right. All right, Griffin, so why did Daddy tell you no? like okay cause it's your friend's pretties that's what we call stuff that we're not supposed to touch pretties right it's all pretties you know Mm -hmm. um dad told you not to touch touch pretties right yeah dad okay and um you kept going back to it right yeah okay so dad raised your voice and then you threw a temper tantrum he's like yeah I did and I was like okay um so was that necessary I don't think so okay cool like letting it's not letting the temper tantrum happen it's when it gets to that point when you're like okay we're gonna go into a quiet area where there is nobody and we're just gonna sit down and talk you know we're just gonna sit and chat and be like okay this is how the situation happened this was your reaction to it um And was that, like, necessary or valid? Like, having a full range of emotions is good. Mm -hmm. And you should do that. And your feelings are valid. But, like, what is the cause of those things? So, in a way, I don't want to say mental toughness. like Maybe, like, mental strength a little bit. Like, because in my personal experience, like, life is a lot about, like, your your mental strength like and and health and what do you do to make sure like your body's firing on all cylinders and your brain is functioning at the capacity you like need it to and stuff you know like what are those things and then do those things that like make you happy and stuff but um as far as the full range of emotion goes it's it's breaking down the whole situation and like Okay, we're crying cuz you jumped off the couch and you didn't put any cushions down. Like like I asked you to, right? Like like the example we talked about before. Yeah, so what are we going to do next time we want to jump off of something? Make sure there's something padded down. Okay. Like mm. cuz if if you're having a good time and you're not getting hurt like most of the time, I just started moving my bed out into the living room sometimes even Right, right. because like if you're jumping onto my bed like there's a huge landing zone and you're not going to get hurt. So um, it's like finding little solutions like that. And it doesn't bother... Like, I don't mind as much. And I talked to his mom a little bit about it. Because he, like... That's when, like, the co-parent comes into play. And and the parenting techniques Different. Yeah, differ, yeah I was gonna, right? I was gonna,
0: that was my next question. So, oh, like, sorry. The differences, like... Okay,
1: so <laughs> the differences... And that's where, like, the communication comes into play. Mm. Because... Um, One thing that I could say is we were trying to wean him off of a pacifier and he was just getting bottles. And then at night, like I just cut him off cold turkey. Like there were some tears, but like I know how to, you know, soothe and nurture right. and stuff and put him back in bed. And he'll sleep. He eventually was sleeping through the night with no pacifier. Wasn't asking for it. Like there's different like comfort items that we can bring into play. Um, Well, he went back to his mother. I had completely broken him of the pacifier. He went back to his mother, and when he came back, he had this thing, and it was a plush toy. I was like, oh, cool, like a monkey toy. And he, like, holds it up and sticks it in his mouth. It has a pacifier on the end of it. And I was like, what is this? And she's like, it's called a Wubba Nub. And I'm like... (laughs)
0: Damn, I guess I didn't, but that's a communication <laughs> right, too. Like right.
1: I need to communicate that I had broken him. I, I think that probably didn't happen. So that's, I'm not completely innocent in this. So, you know, um, yeah, the, the differences in parenting are, are difficult to get around because there are some things that I think are like, okay to like do and say that his mom is like, i Personally, feel like she can get kind of more restrictive than is necessary from time to time. Mm. But I also realize being not the primary custodian that I need to kind of change some of the parenting, like my parenting style, to some extent,
0: Mm. to
1: mirror hers more closely. Wow, that's huge! But it needs to be a balance of what I'm trying to put. You know. What I'm trying to teach him, it comes from both sides, you know? You have to take in all this information. I mean, before five, they're taking in a lot. Like, even just, like we talked about already, how to interact with people. That seems so simple. But it's like having a casual interaction with someone can sometimes be challenging for a little kid. They could, you know, get shy, a little awkward, you know, maybe upset or be saying things that they shouldn't say. All that stuff. So, it seems like nothing to us, but I have to constantly remind myself, Gary, he is three years old. Like, it's okay. So, um, I'm, we, it's communication is massive to make sure that the parenting techniques both mesh well together and you guys can agree on some certain things, right? So, um, that's my biggest thing is just making sure that he's not getting two different, like, coaching style, well, like, maybe not reprimanded for certain things that, Mm -hmm. that she would hear. So, like, he expects to sometimes be able to do it when he goes back. Well, then that's communicated to me. It's like, okay, well, I know that's off the table. Or, if I think it's something that, like, is fine, I just, you know, you just explain it. And, and it's an open table of conversation. Or, well, What I want it to be, it's not as, like, open dialogue as I would personally like it to be, but with every co-parenting relationship, like, that is something that is constantly worked on. I, I, I know that she wants him to have the best life, and in order for him to, like, achieve that and the best quality of life... Like, he sees our interactions, like, person to person. Mm -hmm. And at some point, he's gonna start to recognize, like, even the way over the phone and stuff, like, that I'm feeling. Like, he is Mm -hmm. gonna be able to start picking up on social cues and stuff and be like, huh, that was maybe somewhat, like, negative or that was positive. Like, mom and dad can. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, he's gonna start being able to sense all that stuff at some point. So it's very carefully like building that and trying to make the dialogue as open as you can and, uh, just trust that the person 831 miles away from you (laughs) is reciprocating what you're doing with your child and the, the things and allowances that you're making, um, on either side of that co-parenting relationship, for for one another, just your co-parenting relationship, not even just for Griffin, because if we work together better, mm-hmm. and we can make it work from like twelve hours away, there's going to be no reason why down the road if he has kids, like they can't be like, yo, my mom and dad made this work, and they were, you know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and that was good, and he needs to have that like example of what that that's like so like no matter what you know yeah and and one thing that I tried to make sure I really like drove home with his mom is like at the root of all of this like parenting stuff love like is always there like understand that when I'm reprimanding you it's because I know you didn't know better and I'm trying to educate you and it's coming from a place of of pure like love so we know better next time you know like mm-hmm. not to do those things It's i i'm doing all this for you because i love you and and saying that often and making sure he's validated um in his feelings and emotions and is comfortable with with all that stuff um because it is important to like feel everything Mm-hmm. all the
0: emotions, you know, you got to yeah. cry sometimes, you know, you gotta yeah, especially as a, you know, a young man mm-hmm. with all these okay different kinds of, no, no. <laughs> yeah, it, you know? it's, it's kind of, it's
1: kind of insane. Cause yeah, there's like so many people with so many different viewpoints and some people like suppress, right, you right. know, feelings and something. It's like, you know what, Go just get, feel
0: like it's cool. Be free. Yeah. Yeah. So let me, let me know how you feel. Yeah. You know? I mean, who, who knows what's Mm-hmm. the right or wrong mm-hmm. way I, I don't I'm not sure I'm not a parent myself yeah. yet so but I have recognized that you know a lot of people even myself like having parents who were very strict when I was younger and then for some odd reason they're completely different Just with grandkids yeah. yo
1: oh dude
0: like, I Bad conversation oh my goodness
1: oh. It's, it's, from your parents and you yeah. to the way they interact with their grandparents you're like Damn, (laughs) you know. Sometimes you're like, "Oh man, like that's crazy." You are
0: not the same.
1: (laughs) No, like you're so different.
0: But yeah, yeah. So, do you have any last tips for these lovebirds?
1: Um. Okay. So, for for me personally, um, I want to. It's not so much a tip, but maybe like some a practice that I, I use and um, also I want to let them know the greatest gift mm. that I have received mm, from like parenting up. right um, so like for real was it in a weird spot in life when I found out that uh, Griffin's mother was pregnant and that happened and I was like okay like something's gotta change like I gotta get out of Whatever like hole I'm in right now, we gotta we gotta make something happen, you know. So because now I have another human to be responsible for, um, but like once he was born, and um, the so like the interactions started happening, I started watching him learn, you know. The biggest gift for me through all of it is this unconditional, like, most pure form of love that I have ever felt in my entire life. It is insane. And, like, you have a love between you and your parents, but, like, trust me when your parents say I love you more, dude, they are not playing. Like, absolutely. Like, I would drive twice as far if it meant I got to spend time with my son. Mm -hmm. Because I know... That, like, no matter how I'm doing back here, I'm far away, right? So I have my own, like, things that are happening, maybe problems and stuff. When he comes, I'm just, like, filled, like, to the brim, like, overflowing sometimes, you know, with this, like, unconditional love that I am now able to give to people around me if they, like, need some of that, you know, because, like, people need that sometimes they need someone to like be there for them you know and to like maybe like help in guiding them through a certain situation if they have personal experiences that are related to whatever they're coming to them with so it's very important for me to stress like like it sounds cliche like you really don't know until it happens but like it's that's so real that you don't know the most pure form of love like that there has ever been mm-hmm. until there's a piece of you like in front of you and you're watching it like and it's like, dude, that's so cool. Like, even you learned how to do bodily functions. He's potty trained. Griffin's potty trained. Like, wow, that's great. Like, I just, right. we just do it. You know, no, we're doing it. It's like, but it's like, let's have a
0: party right? type
1: stuff. So all this stuff, just watching a little human develop, like all his accomplishments and stuff. Like, I'm like, yeah, dude. And it just makes me feel that, like, love. Like, he's trying because he knows, like, dad, like, wants this to happen this way. And this is the way to do it because dad says so, you know. And um, so a practice that I use in parenting um, is at least once a visit, because I do this for my myself, I write down things that I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. But I also take while he's here, um, and I will write down a list of things that he's done. Maybe even just that day, that I'm I'm proud that he was like doing those things or um, like acted a certain way towards someone like you were. You did really well. If we go somewhere to do something and he's really good like the whole time, like I let him know, like and I literally sit down with him and I'm like these are the reasons like I'm really proud of you and I love you mm. like so much, mm. and like I know he feels that because I love you, daddy, and then right. you know that goodnight kiss, and and it's important for me to make sure I I let him know that gratitude is really important. Right. Even if I'm just, like, validating him. It's validating the good things and not, like, trying to focus too much on all the the bad stuff that had happened that day. Just be like, I'm proud of you because you did this. And reinforce the good stuff that happened and not so much, like, like pounding down all the... Mm. And, and, like, pushing it down their throat, like, oh, you did this today and that today and this today and that today. It's like, they can feel all that, like, And they they feel some type of way after you kind of, like, punch a kid down. You know, they feel feel that. So just making sure, like, uh, reinforcing good behaviors and expressing gratitude to him as a dad that he did those things. Mm -hmm. And those are the reasons, like, all of those reasons and so many more that I've told him before are the reasons that like I love you so much because you're doing so well with this stuff. Right. You know. So not focusing so much on the bad stuff and and reinforcing that through that those little lists. Um at least once a time and and he
0: lights up every time. So it it's all worth it. It's, it's great. Man, that was fire, man. I I really hope there is there are some, you know, parents out there who take a lot from this. 'Cause I learned a lot and I'm not even a parent.
1: But you got me excited
0: man. to, you know, like you said, have a little one running mm-hmm. around and I'm like, All right, let's celebrate, uh-huh. man. You know? Right, right. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, yes. lovebirds, thank you as always for listening this has been a pleasure to have Garrett on thank you so much for coming man dude thank you for inviting me I'm it finally happened so yeah. <laughs> we got it done that's oh, cool yeah. and, and I hope that you are willing to come on again
1: oh absolutely let's let's figure something else out that that we can get get rocking and rolling I'm definitely down I right, already know man. all right lovebirds as always stay blessed not stressed